Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Fitness Fanatics. We are joined in studio by the owner of the ticket, the one who... The uh, boss. The boss, yes. The boss is here with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not here to check in on us. We invited him on the show. <laughs> Maybe. So he, he's like, ooh, this is There might be, good. be a little performance review. <laughs> you know. I don't see any note taking over there, so no. I think we're okay. No, it's it's that chamber lock brain. It, <laughs> oh, okay. Everything, everything goes in and nothing ever leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're joined by Derek Pearson. He is known as DP um, here on the ticket. DP, you were... You were up late last night. I seen some tweets come out. I, when I woke up this morning around 6, I was going through my Twitter, uh-huh. and there were Catch tweets from you that said, like, four hours ago. And I was uh. like, four hours? Let's see. Well, he's just up at 2 a.m. Maybe it's a little delayed, tw- you know, like, timeline on Twitter. But I was like, DP was up late last night. Sports vampire. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an entire life. <laughs> it's an entire life to just – I'm 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 creative by nature, so when things slow, there's a like a, a mental dump of mm-hmm. everything that I need to get out of my out of my brain so I can finally go to sleep, and so yeah, and and that's usually when I do my best writing. That's when I do my best orga- organizing. It's usually late at night. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'd rather go to bed early and get up early to get things done. But yeah, well, I d- I mean, for a long time, a lot of my career. Um, I was on air at 6 a.m. in the morning. So that whole mo- sleeping yeah. in thing, there was a block of my life where it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like I was it, up at 4.30 if I was working out at the time, 5 o'clock if I wasn't, getting to a radio station, locking in, trying to make sure that I remember everything that happened the night before, mm-hmm. which right. is usually me leaving like a Utah Jazz game at, at you know, after post game at, 12 midnight 12 30 yeah and then trying to decompress off of that high or low true uh, yeah <laughs> um to, to to fall asleep yeah. so it's always been like that 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 that's my window of being creative and getting stuff done and then um you guys were talking about sleeping and recognizing later in life how much how much damage I was doing to myself by not mm-hmm. getting any sleep. Like now I, I'll at least take a nap during the day yeah. to, to help me reboot. But yeah. I'm learning as I go. Well, you are big nap takers. <laughs> you like, are. I try to take a nap every single day. Yep. If I can, yeah, I'm I can, like, yeah. there's like, there's a window and it's, and yeah. it's really weird. My naps are an hour and 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care when I take them. I don't care how tired I am or not tired I am. Yeah. If I shut it down in an afternoon, it's going to be an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. I don't have to set an alarm clock. I don't have to do anything. And it's 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 good for the soul. I got to yeah. tell you, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of getting old and being able to take naps and validating <laughs> it because I'm 60 years old now. Well, I can, it's, like I my, <laughs> it's like my cell phone. It's hanging on on its last leg, and I have to recharge it multiple times during the day. I think uh-huh. our bodies are the same way. As we get older, we can't go on one charge. we got to recharge at some point. Uh, it's, the, it's the learning process. Yeah. Um, and, and being here in Nebraska, um, everything's flat. So I have to remember that as I'm walking, I've got to consider that. And then if I'm, uh, I'll create a reason to go to go walk 
and get that done. I'm not doing it as, as much as I used to do it, you know, say three, four years ago, but I, I think the change of schedule will help. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff going so on. So speaking of Nebraska, you're not native to Nebraska. No. Yeah. So you've no. been all over, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where have you been? So let's do the, 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 the I don't G- think we have five hours. Yeah. 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 You, if you listen to DP, I know his story's like, oh, I lived in like a, a caller or guest is like lived in La Jolla. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I spent time yeah. up there. Yeah. A lot of time at this bar in La Jolla. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. just Utah the jazz highlights. games. The, what I, are the highlights? <laughs> the highlights. Um, so when people ask me where I'm from, the easy, the layman's response is DC. Okay. But I'm truly from Arlington, Virginia. So I, I grew up, I was born and raised I was born in D.C. because in 1962, all black people had to be born in the same hospital, which was D.C. General Hospital. Wow. You could We had to drive by three, three different hospitals to get to a hospital where I could be born. Wow. Um, but I was, born, I was raised in Arlington, Virginia, a small house, a um, place called Green Valley, which was a, cultural, a, a black cultural icon spot. Um, if you were talented from D.C. back then, you spent time in, in Green Valley. Um, Went to school in Richmond, uh, decided uh, that I like being flexible about where I was. Mm -hmm. Um, Stops in Charlotte, uh, Atlanta, Los Angeles, actually Orange County to be truthful, uh, Utah, Houston, and now Lincoln, Nebraska. We're complaining about our four times we've ever moved in her whole life <laughs> and how exhausting that <laughs> our is. Our Harrison just moved yeah. last weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm not a fan of moving, Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a fan of redirecting Yeah, like new opportunity. New yeah. New opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly plan the places that I've been or the things that I've done. So I, I say this, like I, my high school was, I was a part of the, the original busing group. Okay. So when you see, remember the Titans, mm-hmm. think that's my neighboring town, so Alexandria. So what was going on in Arlington was very similar. I was nine years old at the time. I was actually eight when they told me that I was being pulled out of my neighborhood school, which was which was it was black. So mm-hmm. and being put into a predominantly white school and not really understanding what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was being put on a bus, driven five miles across town. And my first day of school at the new school, I, there was a picket. Yeah. They were picketing me. It was right. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. What are you right. mad at me for? I just got here. Like, yeah. how do these people know my name? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but w- each thing, every friction that I've ever encountered taught me a lesson. And I'm really good at learning lessons. Um, that's That's been the journey is each next thing was really good. My high school, I mean, Shirley McLean, Warren Beatty, Sandra Bullock. I mean, my, my high school, is a, it's one of those places where uh, there's some very talented people um, and some good people. Um, so because of how I processed all of that, um, I knew how it felt to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got comfortable getting comfortable in spaces where I was supposed to be uncomfortable yeah mm-hmm. and that helps me kind of process things Most I like things to are, call that willful suffering like you know it's going to be hard but you make the choice to do it anyway and I, I'm good yeah. at I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm good at that yeah. like I, yeah. I I I figured out long time ago 
that I'm supposed to be the unicorn in the room a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the first thing for a lot of things. Which makes sense that you've moved around a lot then because it's like, it's almost like you tap out of your potential in a certain place. Like, you know, and now it's time <laughs> to like spread the sunshine somewhere else. Well, well, <laughs> here's what, here's what happens. Um, and it, I'm glad you said that because a, there's a phrase that when I hear it, I know that's my cue. Mm-hmm. And it's always either, <laughs> Becky appreciates this, that even in dating over the course of years and in jobs in the course of years, that when somebody in that space tells me, oh, you think you're better than mm-hmm. this or me, that's my cue. Like that's, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> Well, we have maxed this out, haven't we? Right. Well, yeah. okay then. Uh, it's time. I'm to, needed somewhere else. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and and it's Nicole. That's again, you're 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 catching on to a lot of it. You said that I'm necessary somewhere else mm-hmm. because most of the changes were things that I had never done before, mm-hmm. and in places where they had never had anybody like me do those things before. So. Being the first, being the last, being the next is kind of part of the deal um, and learning that, okay, I had friends that said, well, you know, when I got in the restaurant business, like, who are you to get into a restaurant? You've been in the like, restaurant who, like, business. Who, like, who are, like, like, who are you? Yeah. Like, what are you doing owning, like, yeah. oh, running and owning up? Well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and being with the people that come to those places and having power and control and having people going, okay. Check you out, and they do that thing that people do, and go, oh, "I see you with your little your little restaurant." Like, yeah, <laughs> right. try to make my restaurant smaller than it is, or yeah. ma- try to make me smaller in that place. Yeah. Um. Then coaching, like, okay, mm-hmm. we see you coaching your little high school team, like this, <laughs> <laughs> and you get you get used to. Okay, I'm in the right place. That was us with this radio show. <laughs> right? Like, it was literally, <laughs> like, we're in the at home thinking, should we do this? Like, and then we're like, well, what? Why not? What's the worst that can happen? We do it, and, you well, know, so well, that's exactly how our thought process was. Well, the universe, universe, God and the universe are smarter than all of us. Mm-hmm. And I had to get used to, the like, the universe putting people in front of me. And it was my job to be present and see them. Mm-hmm. And it would have been easy for me to miss you too, except I was in a space where my sensory was on fire and I was really like, oh, the universe keeps sending me good people. Mm-hmm. Like it keeps sending me good people. I'm not from here. So I don't know who the good people are, except if I'm tuned in to finding good people mm-hmm. and yeah. recognizing good people, um, then when you show up all the bells and whistles go off mm-hmm. and go uh, i think in the meeting when we, we decided we were going to do this i said listen if you guys whatever you tell me you want to do with this i'm yeah. good with because the universe is telling me yep right these are good folks i know and something and really good's like, gonna happen don't tell them that we don't know what we're doing <laughs> well you knew exactly what you were doing you knew exactly what you were doing yeah. which was being there for people who needed exactly yeah. what you were as you are right and yeah, we get in our way way more. So like true. nobody can get in the way of what's for you. Mm-hmm. Like you're the only one in but line yourself. for you, right? right? Like you're the only one in line for your stuff. Yeah. So it took me apart. It, it took me several lessons. Um, my grandmother used to say, "You have you have a big head and tiny ears." 
which means that sometimes mm-hmm. I was stubborn in what <laughs> I would accept into that space. Yeah. <laughs> and to learn that now is helpful. Like we, you have to grow into being aware and being alert. And that's just what all of this has been. This yeah. has been, it's been, you know, the different phases, um, each space going to Charlotte was eye opening. It was frightening because I was walking directly into an NFL situation. Um, my first NFL job, uh, in Washington, I had, I was, um, um, I was around some of the greats to do this. So then you learn to shut up and listen. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, John Thompson, Georgetown's legendary coach, Washington's uh, Hall of Fame coach, Joe Gibbs, uh, Gary Williams, who won a national title, uh, going down to Carolina and you're around uh, the Dom Capers of the world who will tell you everything. You meet great people like Sam Mills, who they're great people, which is why they become great at what they do. And I just constantly, as a, Jerry Sloan in, in Utah, Urban Meyer when he was in Utah, all I have to do is be present and allow great people to feed me. But I think that's hard for some people to do, especially like your personality. You know, you've you feel like you've been a trailblazer, but you've also learned how to walk that tightrope and like know when to just be the sponge and just soak it all in. And I think that's probably a big part of your success, too. Well, I mean, the the truth is you could have just bushwhacked your way into everything and you wouldn't have been as successful. Well, I mean, you are who you are until the next version. I just oh, try gosh, to keep choosing true. the greater version. <clears throat> There's a time when I wasn't choosing the greater version. Version. I've made mistakes, some horrible mistakes in my life. Um, and to learn from them and then just try to say that I can never, I never want to do that to anybody else, mm-hmm. including myself, which yeah. is the constant in it, is when you're doing bad stuff to other people, you're doing it to yourself. Like yeah. the scar remains with you. It doesn't always necessarily land with them. So I have to be honest and say, look, there, there are great things that happen. Um, my mother loved me in a way that, that I hope every mother loves a child. Um, she didn't care what my flaws were. She loved me absolutely. Um, same with my grandmother. Um, there were men that came into my life that loved me absolutely uh, in, in spite of my flaws. They were like, okay, here are your flaws. Now, I love you anyway. Wow. Okay. Well, geez. If you love me when I'm bad, mm-hmm. you're really going to love me when I do something good. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fantastic. Coaches, mm-hmm. uh, people in the space, you just go, okay. And I'm not, I'm smart enough to know what I'm not. Like I've been purposeful in learning what I'm not yeah. so that I can be really solid in what I am. Mm-hmm. And I am a positive person. I am a loving person to a fault. Um, I love to see people happy. I love to see people successful. I love to see people be the best versions of themselves because I recognize the pain that you feel when you're not that. Mm -hmm. And so whatever little thing we can do to make somebody's situation, their presence better, we should. That's literally why we're here as humans. That's Mm -hmm. the greatest connection we have is that we should be here for each other. Mm -hmm. It's not... My successes only matter because it, they allow me to help other people get their successes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, you know, I have ego, but it's weirdly not about the stuff I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's stuff that doesn't really, like, okay. 
But I I only bark when people are being mean to each other and themselves. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. So the lessons that we learn across the way, um, you know, I, I married a woman who, quite frankly, is every other spectrum end that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell my daughter this all the time. She's ahead of me. Like she mm-hmm. beats herself down. I'm like, no, you're yeah. way ahead of your yeah. dad. Yeah. So whatever you're, whatever you're doing now. Yep. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you don't even understand. Right. Mm-hmm. If I had given up, I could have been a stat. I could have been one of those stats. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those terrible stats. But, Thankfully, I love love. I love being loved. I love giving love, and that's what gets me through all the other stuff. And I've never, I've never once planned a great thing that happened to me. That's all the sure. universe. Like that's just I can't even tell you. Yeah. Well, you you didn't plan to, to buy a radio station, no. right? Right. No. <laughs> so you, you came here. It was at 2019 that you came, and you just were like you applied for a job opening, right, on the mm-hmm. ticket. And no, you, or or how did that all come I, about? So 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 Becky was coming here. She was uh, consulting a, a company here, and so she would come to Lincoln. Mm. And you know, one out of one of these trips, she finally said, "You know, hey, do you want to come and watch some football?" Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And it was a nine six Michigan State game that where it snowed. Oh, I was there. The that. entire game. <laughs> and the fact that folks here handled that so well that I was like, okay, I can roll with this. Like people get it. Like they right. care enough to sit in the snow, but they're not really bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Um she said, Well, what are your thoughts? Well, how about we get a place and we'll just visit there and you know, we'll do that. And I'm like, Okay, cool. And then I start poking around, and there was a radio group locally who – so I reached out to everybody. This is what – this is – okay, this gets me – like I'll start throwing punches in the air. Because um, <laughs> I said I, – I, I told everybody, hey, I'm coming to Lincoln. Here's my resume. I'm yeah. coming to Lincoln. Here's all the stuff I've done. I'm coming to Lincoln. One group reached out and said, okay, let's talk. And we had like – 20 conversations mm-hmm. and they're like we want you to come in and run this group and that and i was like cool so we were supposed to move here like in october and everything was packed becky was gonna stay in houston i was coming here the two days before three days before i was supposed to get here they said we decided to stay local mm-hmm. and i went wow yeah. Wow. Now, I could have got angry. Mm-hmm. And I could have just said, okay, cool. Well, I was coming to retire anyway, so not a big deal. Right? No, right. I'm going to be yeah. the guy that just goes to games all the time. I'm right. cool. Except something said, look. Take a look. Mm-hmm. And I looked around. And I found this little station that was on Indeed looking for a radio host. And to tell you that it was the lowest paying job that I would ever take in my life, (laughs) I had to interview with Mark seven times to get the job because he (laughs) kept wondering, well, why do you want to do this? Uh Like, why? Yeah. And I said, 
Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. All right. On, <laughs> on right. that, yeah. we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back here with DP on 93.7 The Ticket Fitness Fanatics.